2: Absolute sports betting hey everybody,
3: Arch here and it
2: is Friday. Sex Panther, what's going on?
3: It's Friday, finally the end of the week and I'm going uh, with Chubby Zebra, going to the casino this weekend and we're off to a good start because we finally hit another parlay. Titan Phil, you got, I think it was our first parlay together, buddy.
4: What's going on? Feels good, man. Yeah, we got that that little backdoor cover in the Sixers, and then the uh, the plus money, um, Penn State play, and then um, Arch hit his his basketball play. So it was it was pretty sweet. Paid out very very well. Uh, the book club we're celebrating. We had the Sixers live plus two ninety as well. So a lot of a lot of good things going on. How you feeling, Arch?
2: Oh, pretty good, man. I was loving that. And goddamn, did you catch the uh, did you catch that live bet that do Deuce posted? He had, what was it? The Canucks plus 925, 925. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) 925. Holy shit, they hit. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's the book club right there, ladies and gentlemen.
4: Hey, listen, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Steve's 66 to 1 first round leader just came home after the play got suspended last night due to darkness. It just came home this morning. So the book club is celebrating that one as well. Fuck yeah. Look, man, value all over the place. Geez, that 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 should pay the twenty five bucks a month, right? Yeah, for, for maybe a year or two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but let's not talk about old money. Let's talk about new money. What do you
2: where do you want to start? Because I watched my let's just start here. I watched my first XFL game last night.
4: That that seems like a good good a place as as any. Uh, Panther, did you watch the the breakdown of the XFL game?
3: I did not watch the break. You know, I didn't even know. I think I remember somebody mentioning it yesterday. I didn't even know the XFL was playing on Thursday. And as much as you liked the product from the previous weekend, you would think if they were going to learn anything from the NFL, it would be don't play on Thursday nights. But they did. I didn't watch it. It's a bad, of course. So uh, why don't you guys tell me what happened? Give me the breakdown.
2: It was an exciting game. <laughs> Phil, you watched it too, right? I did. yeah, it was a very exciting game. Uh, it probably made more exciting because the coaches were making some very interesting decisions in the last five minutes of that game.
4: Yeah, arch, you know i, I i'm a I've been a lifelong um, <laughs> Seattle fan, you know like, all my life yeah. just just bleeding Seattle green and orange. But um you know, so there was a very questionable call like in in a sequence. Um, on third and one, when when they were uh, their first drive to take the lead, um, you know, they, they took a shot you, and you can hear the play call from the, the mm-hmm. offensive mm-hmm. coordinator, which is cool. Um, so, you know, they, they called some kind of go route and I was like, OK, well, we're going forward on fourth down here. And then uh, fourth and one, they threw a um, like a quick out that that was barely past the sticks and had no chance of being completed. And then you could hear a mic'd up Ben DiNucci, who's the quarterback, saying, What, what, we can't run the ball? So I just, yeah, I thought yeah. that was just an odd sequence.
2: Very odd. Uh, th- that made no sense. I, f- I figured, yeah, you, you throw the bomb and then you, knowing you're going to run it on fourth down, right?
4: Just get the first down and keep the drive going. Yeah. And I was just, I was worried on that fourth down when they were lined up in shotgun again. I'm like, What is going on?
2: June Jones, everybody. Mr. June Jones. <laughs> why, Listen, that, why that, that run wasn't... when you
4: can throw? That wasn't the only mistake he made, you know, in my opinion, and you probably wanted to touch on this as well, but after Seattle did take the lead with the touchdown to go up, I think it was 18-17, you can go for one, two, or three point conversions. There's no kicking. June Jones decided they were going to go for three to go up four from the 10-yard line, or they could have gone for two from the five, and, you know, that way, if they would have made that, the field goal doesn't doesn't kill him down the other end so mm-hmm. uh there was just some very very questionable play calling
2: it was but overall overall i thought the product was actually pretty entertaining especially that fourth quarter when things started to to light up i mean they scored 15 in the fourth which pretty good pretty good um it's still a little rough around the edges the players but i mean i think that's has to be expected they didn't get much of a
4: training camp here did they no no not not much yeah. uh but i'll tell you who's polished dean blandino Mm. that guy is smooth as silk in the, uh, in the review box and um, you know, he, he takes, he takes uh, questions from the commentators like right after the calls like what he saw mm-hmm. um, if there were additional views and it turns out I, I, which I thought was interesting depending on where the play happens on the field they have they, they know which cameras to go to they have a, a preset um, you know, set of, of cameras that they can review to, to move the reviews along so I thought that was kind of cool too
2: yeah that that was really cool. And that that was a great feature. I'm in love with that feature. It almost makes replay tolerable.
4: <laughs> yeah. And and Dean Blandino, he was like, "Yeah, you know, it's a good thing Hazlitt you know, didn't challenge that. He would have lost, so that was smart." Yeah, it, I love so that. It, it's cool to hear his opinion as well.
2: It's actually yeah, it's cool. It's like they've merged the um, the official in the booth that the NFL uses in their in their in their broadcast packages with actually just the yeah. real official.
4: Right there. Correct. Yep. Love, and, I, I and Blandino's that. the best. He's, he's made for TV. He's, plus, the guy's got it going on. Plus, unlike the other officials
2: in the booth, Dean Blandino actually has opinions and will, you know, say yes or no. I mean, uh, <laughs> the, the officials in the booth will just agree with whatever the referees say on the field.
3: Oh, not always. They'll, they'll just they'll say what the rule is, don't really give an opinion on what the coach should have done or any kind of additional commentary. But it's interesting for them to give you know, well, this is what I see and this is what it shouldn't be overturned. And then it get overturned and then then they kind of have to backpedal a little bit. Uh, I do like the transparency that we've seen in the the XFL uh, through the first week plus one game. Do you think this puts any pressure at all on the NFL to change how they handle instant replay?
2: No, not at all.
3: They don't give a fuck. Do they don't they? give a fuck.
2: No, no. When a, when a flag football game beats one of the most, yeah, probably the highest rated NBA Major League Baseball and NHL game, well, the NFL doesn't give two fucks.
3: Fair enough. Arch, you had another subject for us to look at.
2: Yeah, I did. I just want to point out that I did take St. Louis, so I'm, I'm 1-0 in XFL betting.
3: All right, moving on.
2: Russell. No one hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Russell Wilson, we saw this uh, story leak. Russell Wilson apparently asked for a trade. Or no, excuse me, asked for uh, Pete Carroll to be fired from the, C- uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Within days of him saying that, the upper brass in uh, Seattle had, was arranging to trade Russell Wilson away. <laughs> <laughs> that tells you something right there. Uh, but they traded Russell Wilson away, as we all know, to the Broncos. Um there's a little bit more on the Bronco side than the Seahawks side but let's get your takes. Panther, what do you think of Russell Wilson coming into the office and saying you got to get rid of Carroll?
3: He's holding me back. Well, I th- I think he's probably letting some of that success in Seattle kind of go to his head that that he was the reason. Pete Carroll kind of has been there long enough pretty much to call his own shots. He's going to retire on his own terms. He's been there a long time and for Russell Wilson to just come in and I don't know who he must have went to, the president or the the owner, but he tried to get Carroll fired and the general manager fired, and I I love the loyalty from the the ownership group because we see too many of these teams get rid of coaches and GMs to keep the player. Hello, Arizona Cardinals, and it doesn't pan out too well, so uh, kudos to Seattle. I think We even saw this year that maybe Russell Wilson was the beneficiary of the talent around him and Pete Carroll because Geno Smith was what all-time Seattle Seahawks uh, passing leader in his first year. Russell Wilson thinks way too highly of himself, and uh, I I think this coming out makes it not so head-scratching of why Seattle uh, dealt him when they did.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I don't have like a, a strong opinion. I, I think Russell Wilson is an absolute weirdo, and uh, I'm I'm glad that the the Seahawks kept Pete Carroll. I mean, Pete Carroll, um, he's been there a long time. He's won a ton of games. They they won a Super Bowl together. Uh, Pete Carroll was a winner at USC. Everywhere he's gone, he's been a winner. And um, you you know, at that point, I guess the Seattle head brass knew. That maybe Russell Wilson was just a product of the offense that that Pete Carroll employed, so uh, they picked their man it seems like they made the right choice and um you know Seattle stayed relevant last year without Russell Wilson and we saw him struggle so it, it looks like they made the right choice
2: I wonder if they knew I wonder if uh, Seattle had any indication that Russell Wilson's body was actually kind of deteriorating faster than we thought he did not maybe look
4: good. he Yep. Maybe he rolled into the GM's office in a, like a wheelchair or something. <laughs> you know, that that might have been a giveaway.
2: Might have been a giveaway. So the rest of the article here focuses on his time in Denver. And I've got a few uh, highlights I wanted to point out to you. Uh, obviously, we all know that Russell Wilson got an office in Broncos facility, which is not something a lot of quarterbacks get or do. I don't call anybody off the top of my head. Um, here's some quotes. Uh, players were always on the first floor. They never really came up to the second floor where Russell Wilson's office was. If you came up to the second floor as a player, it wasn't a good thing be, because you were probably getting released. One offensive player said Wilson told teammates he had an open-door policy with his office, which to another coach seemed problematic. So are you a coach or a player, the coach asked. Your op- open-door policy should be you sitting at your locker.
3: This is troublesome because it's like he's trying to be a – coach or general manager <laughs> or whatever it is he's trying to do like i i just i've never heard of this from any quarterback uh well more um deserving so if you will <laughs> than a russell wilson you know peyton manning tom brady i mean the, the list is long joe montana nobody has their own fucking office and then says to the other players yeah, the door's open to you. Like, bitch, get down here with us next to us and put your jock strap and helmet on like the rest of us. I don't get it. And this kind of, again, kind of like the trying to get the Carol fired, it almost shows you the disdain. I, I think we heard, saw some of that last year, heard some of that, that the other players have for Russell Wilson. They're, we were talking pre show uh, about something else, not necessarily the Broncos, but, you know, locker room. Um, people getting along and leadership and things like that and i don't know what kind of leadership example he's trying to provide but he is failing miserably phil
4: yeah i mean i, I he's not even on the same floor as these guys what's in right. he, an office floor like uh, it just it doesn't make any sense that 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 coach was right his open door policy he should be in the locker room in the trenches with his men you know he they they, they kept showing like um, Russell on the sideline, talking everybody up and, and dapping everybody and 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 just, you know, talking the talk. But it doesn't look like he was walking the walk at all.
2: No, it doesn't seem like that. Uh, here's some other <laughs> choice moments. Um, Russell Wilson has a friend named Heaps. Heaps and Wilson became friends while in training camp with the Seahawks. A year later, Wilson launched the Russell Wilson Quarterback Academy with Heaps as director of operations and head coach. Okay. When Russell Wilson gets traded to Denver, heaps goes with him to Denver and he helps Russell Wilson develop things like scouting reports. Here's the quote. One coach reviewed some of the scouting reports. Wilson and heaps handed out to players on Tuesday. The reports were thorough, the coach said, but there were instances where he didn't agree with their evaluations. Another coach said heaps presence during the season created a conflict of interest. Who did Russell Wilson listen to heaps or Hackett quarterback quarterback coach Clint Kubiak? Was he in the loop? Was he out of the loop? And the coach said too many cooks.
3: You know, this is the same situation we were just talking about, where the ownership group didn't take their head. I and mean, granted, Hackett didn't have the uh, resume of Pete Carroll, but this was the guy that you brought in, although you're trying to get Aaron Rodgers, sidebar. But this is your coach. And you're letting Russell Wilson be on the same floor as the coaches, have his own office, start acting like, um, I don't know, director of player personnel at some kind of scout director of scouting, like, I'm not sure what the hell's going on, but then you basically decide to side with Russell Wilson, right? You had to have, because Nathaniel Hackett gets fired mid-season, the exact same thing he just tried to do to Pete Carroll one year earlier. I, I think this is a reflection of the Broncos' ownership and obviously a reflection of Russell Wilson, but Nathaniel Hackett, whether or not he should have been there, what have you, We can debate that all day long, but he got the raw deal of a bad situation. And Russell Wilson is really like that bad seed that is bearing bad fruit with everything he touches.
4: Yeah, all I know is I I wish I had read this article uh, before the season, you know, and and that (laughs) would have definitely helped absolutely fade the broncos uh for longer than i did this year
2: absolutely okay there's one more segment i really got to point out to you um several this is about do you remember how slow the broncos weren't to snap the ball even to the point where the crowd was counting down the play clock for them so they didn't get another delay game hackett our team sources said hackett typically relayed the play calls to wilson with uh 20 to 25 seconds remaining on the the play clock and that that And uh, that's usually leaving enough time. The sources said Wilson sometimes struggled to repeat the play calls efficiently or offer too much instruction to a teammate in the huddle. Other sources said the coaches asked Wilson to over communicate to make sure everyone was aligned. Mostly in the beginning, Russell Wilson would give us a speech to get us going before the play. Judy said. I don't think he would say anything extra or necessary. He would just give us the call and then some motivational words and a little something like, get this block. But I don't believe it was nothing long-winded.
3: I'm really starting to wonder with some of the things that we're hearing about Russell Wilson. Has he, has he been Tua'd? I mean, I'm turning <laughs> Tua turn, uh, into a verb. But things that we're hearing now uh, with his last year in Seattle and now this year with Denver, just kind of leave your scratch in your head. Like Is his brain sc- scattered like what the fuck's wrong with this guy so that these things just don't add up to me phil
4: yeah no I, it, it it makes sense and um i I know we don't like to give kyle a lot of credit mm-hmm. but during out of bounds this year he said that he thinks russell wilson may have severe cte based on mm. you know his actions and, and i was like ha, what that you know that's that's funny but i mean Maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe we're seeing that right now. This guy is such a weirdo. It's on the table.
3: Makes you wonder if his boy heaps was in the, in the headset talking to us, confusing things from Hackett He's getting words from somebody else. The rest of the players don't know who's in that damn headset. No, the way this thing is starting to sound with Russell Wilson, he could have devised some kind of scheme to have his boy heaps talking to him as well as uh, Hackett or the offensive coordinator.
2: It's such a wild story. If you can, it's over on The Athletic. You should definitely check it out if you're able. It's, it's a hell of a read from front, from front to back. It's good stuff. All right. I know we got a lot of action going on today, so we should probably take a breather. and Let's talk about the book club. Phil, I know we already talked about the book club. Is there anything else people need to know about the aforementioned book club?
4: I mean, I don't I don't know. I'm still trying to trying to figure out what the 66 to one is going to pay with the dead heat. So I'm, I'm a pretty happy fella this morning. Uh, I know we have a couple more racing plays that Steve and I were talking about last night that we're going to put in there today. Um, so, you know, just get ready for the, the race weekend. Big college basketball card on Saturday. So I know Panther and I are going to be grinding on that. Um, but that, that's it, man. It's it's an awesome place to be. The or everyone hates That's our little love letter to Kyle right there. A
2: little love note.
5: All you have to do is use the promo code DGENS. that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today.
2: All right, NBA, Panther, where are we starting
5: we got two games for me. Uh,
3: start with those Cleveland Cavaliers. First off, fuck you, Cleveland. Uh, traveling to Atlanta, listen, you can't, you can't win at home. I already didn't trust you on the road, but now you're shitting the bed at home. Granted, it's probably the soon-to-be three-time MVP in Jokic, but damn it, come on, Cavs. Now you're going to take on Trey Young, DeJounte Murray. We'll see what comes of this offense uh, with a new head coach, but uh, it doesn't really matter. It's Cleveland on the road. That's an easy fade. I'll lay the point with the Hawks. Put ten bucks on Atlanta. Hmm.
4: Yeah, moral support here. Um, just you know, like we talked about yesterday, I, I don't really get too much into the NBA card until the afternoon, uh, especially with Cleveland on a back to back here. I don't know what to expect, uh, but I I I, I can kind of see the angle you're taking with Atlanta. Maybe they'll get the old dead cat bounce with the the coach being being let go. So we'll see what happens. But I, I kind of lean Atlanta.
2: Yeah, I'm going to lean Cleveland in this one personally. Uh, it's just man, it's a one point game and it's flip-flopped. It was a uh, Cleveland open minus 1 it looks like here, the earliest line I see. So, we'll see. Uh, it's just a lean for me on the Cavs.
3: All right, next game up for me, another team on a back to back, Sacramento, fresh off that big victory last night, will go to LA and take on the Clippers. I don't think anybody on Sacramento is being managed or low limited or anything like that. But the Clippers, fucking never know. One person for sure that's playing is Russell Westbrook. They actually named him, this, this surprises me, Phil. They named him as the starting point guard, at least for tonight. Uh, so Westbrook might be on a minute's limit. I don't know. But he is going to start at point guard uh, in L.A. But I, listen, the Kings, I like this King scene, And I know they're going to have a, a tough sled going against the West, trying to maintain that a three seed that they're sitting in, but six and a half points feels like way too many. I want those six and a half, but I'm going to put some money on the Kings.
4: Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the Kings on the back to back, you know, but they, they took care of business last night. Uh, the clips though, you know, with, with Russ at point, it's going to be handling the ball a lot. And, um, you know, sometimes it's tough to, for a team to mesh right away like that. So I, I would lean towards the points here as well
2: i like that play i'm gonna jump on it with you i'm gonna take a piece of the kings um just just for all that i think it's gonna take a little while for the clippers to get into a rhythm here and i think it'll be a little bit closer than that i do think clippers win the game though so uh 10 bucks on the kings
3: those are the only two games i got phil did you have anything are we going to arch
4: um no the, the i was just i was leaning the knicks um I think they're just the better team. Uh this is just, you know, they're they're a short road dog here. Um, but I, I think they handle the Wizards. I'm gonna look into it a little bit more, but you know, my initial thought is to lean the Knicks.
1: Hmm. I, I
2: this is a game I was gonna avoid. <laughs> but I, I could be persuaded to go Knicks, I think. Maybe, maybe. I'll lean that way.
3: Yeah, I I'll lean the Knicks. I think I I like their players a little bit more than Washington's. I don't know that I trust either team and that's at this point in the season that's where I am is whether or not I really trust in a team or believe in a team. And I don't I don't believe in either one of these teams. So maybe just a lean on New York with those points. Right. Is that all you
2: were looking at, Phil?
4: That, that that's it. Yep.
2: All right. Uh I'm gonna look at one more. Rockets, Warriors. <laughs> I'm gonna be perpetually on the wrong side of the Warriors every time for the rest of history here, apparently. The Warriors are home. They're gonna win, they're gonna dominate, but ten and a half seems like too many points. I wanna take a take the Rockets here, plus ten and a half.
3: Yeah, there must be some heavy money or heavy public on that because it was nine and a half just like an hour ago. So it's uh gold state at home. Completely dominant, the two different teams that we've seen from Golden State all season. Andrew Wiggins didn't play last night. I don't know if he's going to play tonight, but I'm with you. Nine and a half, ten and a half, like this Golden State team, it's still not 100% healthy. I can't lay that many points. So I'll lean the missiles here, but I don't like this game at all.
4: Yeah, I, I like the missiles here as well. Um, th- this team, I think, is going to be good in the next year or two years. They They have a lot of nice pieces. I like this this sanguine uh, guy. No, he's kind of like a
3: too.
4: yeah. He's kind of like a baby Jokic. You know, he fills up the stat sheet. Uh, he's a great passer. They have a lot of shooters around him: uh, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter. Uh, I think this team is going to be good, just not right now. Gotcha. All right, that's all I
2: had. Uh, you guys have some college basketball plays for me.
4: Yes. What are we looking at? Go ahead, Panther. Take it away. Oh, okay. Well, we're, we've talked
3: pre-show. We're actually on the same game, so let's start with Marshall going to Old Dominion. Um, this is one of those. It's kind of like how we discussed yesterday, where you're seeing a, which clearly looks like the better team, better record, decent road record, going against a team that's not great at home, and the line seems suspiciously low. Finding value in this low line. I like the Thundering Herd minus three and a half. That's where I'm putting my money. What are you about
4: you, Phil? Yeah, but we're on we're on the same side here. Uh, we both like Marshall. Um, Marshall's is a fun team this year. They're averaging almost ninety points a game. They got two guys that average over twenty points per game. So this is an explosive team. Uh, Old Dominion average in a in a lot of ways. Uh, their points differential, I, I think, is just they're they're kind of like the the Vikings. They're eighteen and eleven, um, but they're sixty seven point eight points for sixty six point two against. So uh, they're not really getting separation against their weak uh, opponents. So I like Marshall here. They're 9-4 they're and four on the road. I dig it. It's good enough for me. Let's let's lay it. It does seem all
2: suspiciously right. low, doesn't it? Looking at that 3-3. Three, three? You can get a 3 at win. Oh, yeah. It seems, seems a little low.
3: All right. Next game up, Nevada going to Fresno. A late game. You want to stay up late and watch this one. But Nevada's been a good team all year. They're going to go dancing. Fresno not that good and definitely not that good at home only laying three. I mean, I probably would have jumped on this six, seven or eight. So give me the wolf pack for
4: $10. Uh, Yep. This, this was my other game. And it, it's, it's comforting to know that you're on the same side uh, Fresno. I mean, they're, they're six and six at home uh, and 10 and 17 overall, this is not a good team. Um, You know, Nevada, fantastic. Their, their RPI rank is fourth. So, I mean, this is a good squad. They're going dancing. They have a lot to play for. I like Nevada here. I'm laying the short number.
2: Nice. Yeah, only minus two and a half. I think you guys are going to catch that one too.
3: <laughs> uh, one more game. Yeah. yeah. I got one more. Phil's not on this one. But maybe Phil will jump on. I don't know. Uh, Southern Miss going to Texas State. Same situation. Southern Miss, a very, very good team. Texas State, not so much. Only have to give up two and a half. Uh I you know i I talked yesterday how I love taking the home teams, but this is my third road favorite i'm gonna take, and I like this one again. Give me the Golden Eagles for another ten bucks
4: yep i'm I'm jumping in I know it's bad a bad look to to make an official play while on the show um but but I'm doing it I mean Texas State, they are four and nine at home um so they're actually better on the road than than at home this year. And they're not very good anyway. They're thirteen and seventeen. So uh I like this this twenty four and six Southern Miss team. Uh they have good splits, good rankings in their net, their RPI. Um I, I don't see a problem here. Let's let's lay the two and a half.
2: Market doesn't like them, man. They open up minus four. Any thoughts on that?
3: Oh.
4: Who cares? Value.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean like, you Arch, know. like Arch says they don't they don't know.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Panther and I, we were talking earlier, you know, pre-show and, you know, if you were just blind betting, you know, these, these home favorites or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the guys getting points or just home teams in general, you were printing money. Um, but if you can get ahead of it, once that trend becomes public, yeah. you know, then, then you're on the right side and, you know, we've had a great week doing just that. So we, we got a little bit of ahead of it here and, and, uh, I think we're going to cash all three of these. Well, I dig it. I like it. I like the sound of that.
3: And this is kind of doing what, what yesterday did, because we, we ran into this situation where we talked about Memphis, and they hit. Um, there, there was another game, of uh, Penn State remember, but Penn State, uh, another one. Like, Ohio State, why the fuck is Ohio State favored? And Penn State, you know, money line, that cash. So, yeah, I think we're, maybe we're just kind of getting ahead of the curve, and there's some money to be made here.
4: Well, there you go. Phil, any more uh, college basketball thoughts? No, that that's it. We were we were all on the the same games here. So um, wow, yeah. How about that? How about that, Panther? Did you have anything
2: you want to talk about in the uh, NHL?
3: Only one game. I really don't like today's slate. A little bit of chalk out there. The LA Kings are on the road. They're going to take on the Islanders. The Islanders, pretty good at home. Solid defense when their offense shows up. They've got the capability to put some goals up there, but even when they don't, that defense is so freaking good. I think they can take care of the Kings. So uh, at minus one twenty-five, maybe you can find me a little bit better. But I like the Islanders at home. Ten bucks. Oh,
2: yeah, I'll agree with you uh, on that one. Yeah, minus. I found a minus one seventeen. It looks like I think that's the right side. Uh, I, I could I could be persuaded for that one. I'm leaning that way.
3: I like it. That is it. That's all I had.
2: I want to look at, I'm just looking at my list here of odds. Man, you know, all of a sudden I'm, I'm looking at Minnesota here at the plus. It looks like I saw a plus 180 floating out there. I think that's actually, I think that's a pretty good line. Minnesota plus 180 over Toronto. Um, it's a value shot for sure, but yeah, plus, plus one, it's almost plus, plus 177. Yeah, I think Minnesota is, I think you, I think you can warn a bet, fire off on that.
3: You know, I think Max and I have talked about Toronto ad nauseum about how good they are, but they are so prone to take a game off and just absolutely shit the bed. And this could be one of those. Minnesota's not a bad team. They're not great on the road, but they're not a bad team by any stretch. It's definitely a value play. There's, there's value there. What would you say? Plus 180, 185?
2: Yeah, almost, almost. Plus 180, almost yeah. there.
3: Okay, I can so- get behind that way before the minus 210 on Toronto. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Um, to I guess let's do it. I'll if I had to pick another underdog, I think is going to win. I'm eyeballing Montreal playing Philadelphia. Montreal, you know they're not that great, but at the plus one thirty, I think there's an, a little bit of value. So um, once again, my advice would be take a piece of Montreal, take a piece of Minnesota. I think one of them is probably going to hit, and you'll be okay.
3: Yeah, last time you said this, I think both of them hit. So um, I, I'm with you. I think if you're going to do that today, this does feel like it's an underdog day. Grab grab a piece of a few underdogs, and you hit one or two of them, and you'll come out with a profit. The Flyers aren't good. Home or away, doesn't matter. They're not a good team. So, uh, yeah, I I, I can get behind that. All
2: right. Well, that's good to know. No real comments today. Everyone's kind of taking it easy. They're they're saving their strength for a NASCAR episode, I think. I know I am. That's right. All right. What do we talk about today? We talked about Russell Wilson demanding a trade from Seattle. How oh, it didn't go well for him. Getting his trade or get, getting, damn it, demanding that Pete Carroll get fired. That didn't go well for him. He got traded to Denver. Denver, that didn't go well for him. No, it was just nothing was going right for Russell Wilson. We'll see if that improves. We also talked about the NBA, the NHL, and college basketball. Phil, your
4: run here is over man it's kind of sad i'll tell you what i I really look forward to doing the the morning show with you guys had a great time went seven two and one in college basketball plays this week so that that was a little bit of heater uh for for the listeners and um thanks for having me gang yeah it's our pleasure panther take us home
3: well this week has created something i don't think we realize the demand the degeneracy in the book club last night basically demanded Panther and Phil do something with college basketball. So we're going to work up something see if we can't put together like a a real quick 15-minute show late in the day, Uh, maybe starting next week. Phil and I got to iron that out. But um, the people, we got to give people what they want. They want some more college basketball with conference tournaments coming up, March Madness coming up. We'll be obliged to give it to them. So last parlay of the day, Phil. What are you going to give me?
4: I'm going to take Marshall here, minus three and a half.
3: Marshall minus three and a half. Arch?
2: Um Houston plus ten and a half.
3: I saw that one coming. <laughs> um, you know what? I truly I really love this Nevada Wolf Pack. I think they get taken get it taken care of. So we got the plundering herd of uh, Houston Missiles and the Nevada Wolf Pack. That is your DJ and Parlay for the day. We are hanging out on Facebook or on Twitter, but mostly exclusively, it's right here in the book club. Jcore 15, or maybe it's Joker 15, I'm not sure, but it's spelled j 15, he joined right early this morning, welcome to the big show, come in here and shoot the shit with us, call us out by name, we will holler right back, but most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're doing today, when it's all said, done, give us all,
0: make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
1: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96%